0: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Moving back over to the NFL. Uh, We'll start here with the Jags and the Chiefs. This opened at 10. It's only down to 9.5. Jags are on the road. 9.5 point dogs. Second week in a row that the Chiefs are at home at Arrowhead. We just saw them Sunday night football in a win over the Tennessee Titans. Didn't cover the spread in that game. Total's 50.5.
1: Uh, anybody have anything in this one? I do. You guys know I love my divisional matchups. AFC South against the AFC West. Teams not named the Texans this season when the AFC South have gone against the AFC West and the AFC South team is an underdog like the Jags are against the Chiefs this season. 6-0 and against the spread, wow. 5-1 and straight up. The only loss, that would be the Titans last week in overtime as 14-point dogs against the Chiefs. Whatever it is about these AFC South teams that like to run the ball, take care of the football, chew clock, play good defense, they just give these AFC South, uh, AFC West teams fits. And I think Jacksonville going on the road this week, uh, you guys know we don't like laying big numbers on the show with NFL teams. I thought last week was a perfect smash spot for the Chiefs and they couldn't do it. I like Jacksonville this week. I'm probably going to buy it up to 10 because I want the 10 with Jacksonville. But I think, you know, ETN can run the ball well. I think Trevor Lawrence can make some plays against the secondary. And the Chiefs just over the last couple of years don't cover big numbers. Yeah. They win the games, but they don't cover these big numbers. And because of how Jacksonville, how bad Jacksonville's been, even though they won last week, people are going to say they were losing 17-0. They should have lost. The Chiefs Mahomes was unbelievable at the end of that game last week. But I like Jacksonville. It, that Those trends are tough to ignore with how good the AFC South has been against the AFC West. So I like the Jags plus 9.5, but I'd buy it up to 10. like the Jags as well at
0: 10. I completely agree. I just think they have enough offense to compete in a shootout. It just depends, man. Like, what are we going to get from Trevor Lawrence when they reach the red zone? Is right. he going to be the player that he was? Because last week, he was excellent. They used Christian Kirk finally. Uh, I like the Jags as well.
2: I'd probably just take a Travis Kelsey prop, too. Yeah. 77 and a half. I know that feels like a lot, but he's just been absolutely dominant. And I would say 80% of his games, he he hit that prop. 106, 98, 108. He had a bad one, obviously, against the Raiders. 92 against the Bucks, 121 against the Cardinals. So I would do that. I I agree with you guys on the math. It's stinky. Hold your nose. You have to take it. You If you can get a double-digit dog... I, it's hitting at like 85% yeah. right now. This they, they've year. been they machines. Been dogs machines. and unders. I mean, yeah, dogs that's and the unders. NFL this
0: year. It that's is. why I think the college product's been much better. Yeah, and I really, I don't care if it's chalky or how much that goes up. I like Kelsey too. And narrative-based, I mean, they won the game, but did you see how pissed off he was yeah. after that interception that he bobbled? And then, I mean, it was on Mahomes, but it was on Kelsey, really. And then he chucked his helmet. I think he's going to come out and play an excellent game in this one against the Jags. I think we're going to get some points. I'd lean the over. I like the Jags, though, plus 10. Browns, Dolphins, pretty much already broke this one down from my uh, standpoint. I do like the Browns, plus 3.5 still. It dropped from 4 to 3.5. I talked about how good their offense has been, and if you look at the defenses, man, they played some really good defenses the last couple weeks. New England, Baltimore, and then the Bengals, the only one of those teams that's not top 8 right now is the Ravens, and I think they're trending towards being a top 10 defense. Roquan looks so damn good. I know you were at that game. And now you guys could just use Patrick Queen for what he's meant to do. You're getting healthier in the secondary. The reason I like this is I think Jacoby Brissett could actually play a solid game, man. Miami's defense right now is terrible. They're, they can't get pressure, so they're sending more blitz. And it's really exposing their secondary. Xavier Howard, who I loved a couple years ago when he was like cornerback number two, is being exposed. And when they're blitzing right now, like Jacoby Brissett's, his splits against the blitz compared to the too-high shell are just much, much better, obviously. And they get Denzel Ward back. I already gave that Joe Woods uh, angle. He's the defensive coordinator. Knows Mike McDaniel really well. So I think the Browns are live in this one. I took them plus three and a half, plus four. I understand why everybody likes the Dolphins so much, though, because Cleveland plays absolutely no defense, and now they have to go against Tyreek, Waddle and, and the two in that run game. The only
2: <laughs> team that plays less defense than the Cleveland Browns are the Miami Dolphins. They're 27th in total DVOA. They're really, really bad at past DVOA. Like, it doesn't really matter. I expect that Jacoby Brissett's going to have a really big game, uh, even though he's been, like, a very decent, like, kind of middle-of-the-road uh, quarterback. 226 and a half is his passing prop. I expect for him to get busy. You saw that. Like, you weren't able to be there, Peach, but we were able to have you if you wanted to be. Is, like, Detroit against uh against the Dolphins, like, got out to an early lead. They were able to do whatever they wanted. Aminra St. Brown was going crazy. They were able to run the ball. And I think that's the same going to be happening for a Cleveland Browns team that has this dual threat running attack. And, like, okay guys in terms of like weapons for them to be able to exploit Miami's terrible terrible pass defense so I like the over in this spot at 49 and a half seems like a lot of points but not when you realize that man they could get three quarters of this in the first half it could be a a 14-17 game at halftime I
0: completely agree the only reason I didn't play the over is just because I'm on the Browns but like if I was on Miami I'd want the over in this game because my only hope is that like Cleveland runs the ball 80% of the time and then goes play action the other 20% yep. of the time. And it's just a lot of Nick Chubb. Cause if Miami's offense is on the field for more than 35 minutes, I mean, they it's can a hang, wrap, yeah. then you're definitely getting your over. They may hang 50 themselves against this Brown secondary, but hopefully they're a little bit better with Denzel Ward coming back. Finally,
1: anything uh, else on this? No, one? I mean, I've said everything. My big thing is the weather in this game, right? Okay. You're, yeah. You're, you're getting a Cleveland team that it's snowing right now in Cleveland. They're going to go to Miami and play in the 80 degree heat. So it's just, I like the Browns. I think it's the right side, but that weather could definitely be a factor. When you're coming out of the snow and you play a game in Miami, you know those players are going to be fired up about it, but they could also be distracted. So, I don't know. I'm going to stay away. Here's what
0: we talked about this Monday, and I played the Texans plus six. It's down to four and a half. The total's 40 and a half. I don't know that I like this as much. New York is at home. What are you guys doing in this game? Tristan, I know you have a player prop with Saquon in this game. Yeah, matchup.
2: I think this is really an interesting, like, I it, maybe – Not to everyone, but I think this is a really interesting matchup. You just look at both of these teams. They're very similar in terms of what they do defensively. Bend but not break sort of defenses. Give up a... Oh, I almost cussed. An (laughs) (laughs) S-load of yards, right? Like you're talking about the Houston that's last in yardage given up, but only 19th in points. Giants are ninth in scoring defense, but 17th in yardage giving up. They're 25th in the league in rushing yards allowed, right? So that... To me, means that don't really love the total, but I think props can hit without the total going over. I think Saquon feasts in this spot. I think Juan Dale is going to be able to find gaps in the cover too, yeah. especially open on routes along the sidelines. And the problem with two weeks ago is that. You know, DJ had Slayton and Wandale open, but just didn't hit him. Seattle threw a man spy on Daniel Jones, so they knew that he wasn't going to be able to break out for, like, a 20-yard run. So his passing game was pretty much neutralized. I think that Kefka, the offensive coordinator, is going to be able to sort of scheme against that, right? Uh, And, like, I could see a lot of points being scored in this game because, listen. Xavier McKinney's ATV accident is huge. Yeah, like, he, they blitz the most in the NFL, and I don't think that's going to be the case this weekend. And I feel
0: like nobody's talking about nobody that nobody is talking about yeah. it.
2: Aaron Robinson, Xavier McKinney, both out. Both is going to hurt this Giants defense, and he's the he's the captain of the defense. He's got the green dot, and now he's not right. And you've got Brandon Cooks coming back into the lineup. They're going to be able to move the ball down the field with Dorsett. We saw it on the Thursday night football matchup. They've got. Uh, Cooks, obviously. Nico Collins, he's going to be back most likely. I think the Texans' first half plus three is a really good spot. They're 6-2 against the spread in first halves. In terms of props that I love, I talked about my lock being Saquon over 22.5 receiving yards. That's the only way that the Giants are going to be able to really move the ball well. That's a very easy opening, and it's a very low number. I like Damian Pierce. His number was 76.5 yards. I think he gets busy, like I said. 26th in the league at rushing defense. He's going to rush for 100 yards. Uh, Daniel Jones, under 33 and a half rushing yards, I really like as well. They held Jalen Hurts to just 26 rushing yards. Yeah. I think that they're going to be able to scheme against them. And like we said, this Texans give up a ton of rushing yards because of the scheme. Derrick Henry went for 220 yards a few weeks ago. They gave up 13, 313 on the ground total. The least they've given up this year was the Chargers, but we know the Chargers have one of the worst O lines in the NFL. So yeah, I think with the scheme that Houston wants to run, with the issues on the defense in terms of the Giants with losing Xavier McKinney and 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 Aaron Robinson, I like the Houston Texans plus three, and I like those props.
1: You mentioned half. you mentioned the defensive injuries for the Giants offense too. They're still missing yep. Evan Neal. Daniel Bellinger's banged up. He was yep. having a great year at tight end for them. You know, guys, I mean, think about what this line is telling you. The Giants are favored by four and a half at home against the Texans. Oh, and that's moved down. If yep. this game was in Houston. Houston will be favored, right? That's what this line is telling you. And imagine if Houston was favored against the Giants, how many people would be on the Giants in this game? So I think Houston's the right side. I think the line is telling you just the disrespect that they have for the Giants at six and two. The Texans are the side at plus four and a half. I'm not going to play it just because the Texans are not good. And, you know, the Giants could easily win this game by six or seven. I do like the under I think that's the play. I think both teams are going to struggle to score. Daniel Jones, we know historically, is just much better on the road than he is at home. Davis Mills, this experiment was seeing if he could be the guy. I don't think that's going to work out for him. I like the under. Both teams are going to lean on their running backs. Giants coming off a bye. Texans coming off that Thursday game against the Eagles. So that's my play is under 40 and a half. I like that.
0: like that too. Here's one where, I mean, I really like the Steelers plus three, but then they obviously announced that TJ Watt's coming back for the first time in seven weeks. We haven't seen him since week one when he absolutely dominated the Bengals and it's down to one and a half. I think the Steelers are the side, so but I don't, do I. I don't want to do a pick with the Saints. The Saints, I can't figure them out. You know, they shut out the Raiders. Yeah. Granted, it's the Raiders. Then they get beat. Andy Dalton, you never know what you're getting from him. You never know who's going to be out there because Michael Thomas is done for the year. Alave is their number one wide receiver by default. 40 is the total. I have nothing on this game. What about you guys? Anything here?
1: Yeah, I like the Steelers. I do too. Plus 105 on the money it, line. I but
2: that's the only thing that I would do.
1: I like the fact that TJ Watt back is back is so huge for Pittsburgh. When he's not in the lineup, they don't win. And when he's there, they're very good. Back at home, Kenny Pickett's played against some tough teams, some good defenses. I think he's learned a lot. Good spot coming off the bye week. Not only are the Steelers coming off a bye, but the Saints are coming off a short week playing on Monday night. And again, we talked AFC South against AFC West. The AFC North has been dominating the NFC South. 7-1 and straight up and against the spread. Bengals a perfect 3-0. Ravens 2-0. The Steelers, remember, they beat the Bucs' 10-point underdogs. So I like the matchup for Pittsburgh. This feels like a last ch- last chance for Andy Dalton to kind of keep the job over Jameis at quarterback. And like Mike Dettelier said, the defense has been really what's been disappointing for this team. Mm-hmm. People fought the offense with the additions at receiver with Landry and Olave and Jameis being back healthy to start the season, O-line having some nice pieces, and then you bring in Tyron Matthew to go along with how great that defense was, but they just, they, they aren't stopping enough teams. And remember, Mike Tomlin has not had a losing season as an NFL head coach. And if he wants to keep that going, I don't think he will. But if he wants to, he's got to win this game. I like the Steelers plus 105 on the money line. The other thing I was
0: thinking about in this game was maybe going under, which I know it's scary because he's now pretty much the number two wide receiver, is George Pickens. It's minus 120 to the over for his receiving yards, minus 110 to the under. Like, look at this matchup. I mean, he's going against the Saints. We'll see if Lattimore is going to play. Probably not. But I mean, Pickens, he hasn't went over this number The last four weeks, he didn't play last week, but still, that seems a little high, 44.5 against that defense.